Hey guys, the Premier League is back again. And as always, it's a beautiful and exciting time in the world of football and sport generally. And we fans were excited and expectant, waiting and looking out at what this season will be like. So on this episode, I'm going to be looking at the Premier League preview, the title contenders, the top four challengers, the underdog surprises, the relegation battles, performances of Premier League teams in Europe, and so much more. So join me in this ride. It's going to be a fun and exciting one. And trust me, it's going to be top notch. So stay with me. Okay, guys, let's kick out. So we're going to be talking about the top four contenders. Okay, so inside the top four contenders, we'll be looking at that challengers. So we are starting from North London and Arsenal Football Club. So um, they have a brand new manager. Of course, he took over in December. Ateta has done wonderfully well in six, seven months that he's been in charge of the team. He has won the FA Cup, the community sheet. Uh, there's a feeling of revival in the team that, yes, he has plans, he knows what he wants to do in the team, he knows what he's capable of doing with the team. And um, he has been able to get some signings like Gabriel, Maralas, should I get that one now? Yeah, Maralas, anyone. He has been able to get William, um, Pablo Mari has signed a contract permanently, Cedric Soares, um, same thing. And he has the service of William Saliba. He has make sure that um, Sebaos is back to the team. So, looking at the team on paper, you can't take away the fact that his point line to be on their captain, Pierre-Americ Aubameyang, who was able to punch in 22 goals last season. He is a very prolific striker and for me, I feel he's underrated because Yang should be one of the very top strikers. His consistency has been top-notch. So, if there's anybody that will be key to Arsenal's success next season, Man, I would like to you to be Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang because um, he always delivers. The team is, is on his back. He's the captain of the squad. He knows how to connect with the players. He knows how to move. He knows how to play shots. And it, it's, it's just what you expect from a complete striker. So in going to this season, Aubameyang will be very prolific. They have depth in terms of their wingers. We don't know what Adeta is going to do with um, Pepe and William. But one thing is sure, he has said in his interview that Pepe, no one is guaranteed a, a solid spot on the team. So whether you be Pepe, whether you be William, Lacazette, Ketia, Bukayo Saka and so on, nobody is guaranteed a permanent starting place in the team. So it's more like the best performing starts you're performing where you start. If you're not performing where you sit on the bench, so now so you go be that next season. So looking at it, I feel like yes, the team is not yet set, so they need some strengthening in the midfield area. If they can get our autonomous party, it would be an excellent, at least to some extent, a very excellent squad because their defense, they are presently 12 defenders and they are still looking for how they are going to ship them out. But I feel like the team generally is a complete team that is ready to compete at any stage so you will give them I, I but i don't see them as a title contender i don't see the team as kind of title contender based on the fact that yes that's why the fact of the quality 
they don't have goalkeeping issues yeah their left back guarantee any is fine if it's any will perform exceedingly well so you expect that um they perform well they do well but again you you it's their players are not so guaranteed of the performance they are going to put out this season you have inconsistency the likes of david Luiz, Granit shaka alexander lacazette i don't know if he's going to stay but you, you can't be so sure of the performances there are some young stars that a game they'll perform well the other game they are selling so i think that would be the issue for Mika Teta. but mind you i i still see them as a top top four contenders and um, looking at the whole squad overall you can be so sure that yes they will secure the spot Arsenal fans well some are a little bit more optimistic for me i feel as if they are kind of um they are uh, over over optimistic if there's anything like that because you saying Arsenal will win the title is like saying the water in the ocean will finish it's a very difficult <laughs> a very difficult wish for, for uh, that i can say but nonetheless they have a shot they have a good manager they have a good squad quite experienced one and uh, they will perform excellently well for them so that is all on arsenal so i wish all arsenal fans the best of luck and um of course you guys can win the title but then top four should be okay for you guys So let's go to Southwest London, going to Chelsea Football Club, the Blues. So Chelsea this window have been superb. The signing of Akim Ziyech, Timovena, Kai Ava, Thiago Silva, Malangsa, Ben Chewell, and um, according to multiple sources, they have agreed a deal to sign Rain goalkeeper Edward Mendy. So I think Lampard has gotten almost everything he, he, he needed they are strengthening the he, he needed a, a new left back Ben Chuel came in he needed experience in the center back position they were able to sign Thiago Silva a very experienced and prolific defender they needed they needed to score more goals create more chances needed that kind of player that we just do something out of the normal because they had issues with that last season playing against Newcastle that they lost one new playing against Brighton, playing against teams like Sheffield United, that they were having a possession, but they were not really penetrating. So I think Ayavad brings that to the team. Akim Ziyech is one of, presently on paper, is one of the most creative players in the Premier League. Of course, over the past years, he has recorded massive start in terms of chances created assist and so on and of course the player that you vouch for so much that is going to perform exceedingly well in the premier league so looking at their signings timovena is a very good striker he's fast i think that is one of his best attributes he's fast he's sharp he knows when to move he can drift to the left hand side and so on and um in leipzig was able to bargain i think he's the club's highest goal scorer and of course coming to the premier league yes it's a different challenge but then it's not like a mission impossible for him to um excel for him to perform very well so he is a player that with the likes of Avats with him christian pulisic and um akim ziyech you should be able to score at least 17 to 20 goals provided all things work 
for him nice and um, he don't have injury issues because you can't be so sure of the fitness state of those players as time goes on so Kayavats is Chelsea's record signing and um so many expectations to him he's a very good kid um from Bayer Leverkusen over the years he's one of the brightest under 21 talents and he assured himself that he is a goal scorer. That's one thing with um, Kai Havertz. He is a, is a goal scorer. He can create chances. He's very versatile. He can play as a striker. Couple number of games he has played as a striker for Bayer Leverkusen. He can play on the left wing. He can play as on the number 10 position. Um, so it's if he is a very good signing and a prolific one to see because um. He can play in so many positions. So whatever formation, the 3-4-3, the 4-3-3, the 4-2-3-1 position that Lampard is likely going to play next season, you'll be sure that Kavad will fit into any position. So is record signing. Yes, there's a pressure yes, that is a big money signing, but let's not take it out of him. Um, he's a good player, and on paper you can vouch and allow him to perform so so very well in the Premier League. Yes, he had issues with so many people are saying it's not physical, he can't uh, prosper in Premier League. Man, we are fucking as if Sex Fabregas was a physical player or Mesutos. He was a, a physical player. We see how so many players like that that performed exceedingly well in the Premier League and they were not physical. So physicality is not a yardstick to um, evaluate or to um, forecast the performance of Kai Havertz. Going to Hakim Ziyech and Thiago Silva. Thiago Silva is a very experienced defender. He has played, he has so many caps, close to 95 caps for Brazil. Yeah, he, he stayed in PSG for six good seasons. So he is full of experience. And I think Chelsea needed it in the, on their back line because last season, Rudiger did not turn up for Chelsea, uh, Chelsea and... Um, Zuma was good, but again, he needed somebody to to accompany him to make the defense more stable, to make the confidence line in the defense superb. So I think he's bringing that to the team, and he's going to be missing the first game of the season. But trust me, Thiago Silva will do um well. Of course, he has <laughs> he has played in Syria and uh, he has gathered some experience. So adaptation to the Premier League won't be a problem for Thiago Silva. So I'm um, going through. We look at the issue now is the adaptation of the players. It can happen in weeks, it can happen in months, it can happen throughout the season. But the players, most of Chelsea fans will be, will be praying in their closet is that please let the adaptation happen as soon as possible because bringing in a, a new front line out of maybe probably Rampart is going to play for a 4 to 3 1. Three of the four in the front will be different players that. Maybe coincidentally they have played together and some they have not played together. So it's a different ball game for Frank Lampard. And we have issues in terms of his tactics and man management because so many players, even on the bench, you have Loftus Cheek, Giorgio, Pelegima uh, when he's back from injury, or Sinodoy Mason Mount. And there is a question of how is he going to fit in the team? How is he going to tweak the formation? How is he going to. Uh, manage the players to perform in the optimum level possible. So I think that would be a big issue for Frank Lampard, and I'm sure he's so much aware of it. So he should be able to um, arise to the occasion and deliver. He has said in his interview that he did not come to the team to finish in top four. He came to the team to to win titles, to win. 
and so there is a pressure there yes he's a coach of Chelsea Football Club and so many over the years Chelsea Football Club has issues with managers they're always um, wanting to win trophies always uh, positively minded want to win trophies want to gain victories as possible and Rampland is aware of it he's a club legend and he knows the culture of the team so they are starting their first game against Brighton and well on paper it would be a good game so many um, players uh, will not be available Ben Chiwal, Akim Ziyech, Thiago Silva uh, they will not be available also covers due to suspension but maybe in the next 2-3 games the complete squad will be there and um, Chelsea, I see Chelsea as title challengers but I don't see them winning the titles you still have the likes of Man City and Liverpool of which we'll go there later as, as, as we move in and you can't be so sure of what is going to happen because of the new signings and how they will blend the defence, new face the um, attacking midfielders new face so I don't personally see Chelsea as them winning the title, but I see them as title contenders. Of course, they should be able to give um, the likes of Man City and Liverpool a run for their money. So, Chelsea are title contenders, and top four should be sued if everything moves well for Frank Lampard. So, Chelsea fans, be optimistic. Some are like, if Lampard don't win anything, it's a failure. So many rival fans, they don't debate, they they para, they they cry. Say if Lampard no win anything next season, if he no win league next season, nothing for him. He go come out, they go come out the guy. But the thing be say, Premier League no be easy league. Now nah, forget Man City, Liverpool, Manchester United. You know if you just come say okay because I send money, I go win title. But again, you expect him to do well and. Um, you should wish the fans should pack him up any way possible and um probably well it's the premier league full of surprises and um shocks so Chelsea fans okay i wish you guys the best of luck and i hope fractal part is the title so this is the end for chelsea and um i am expecting so much from the new signings kayavat will be a blessing to the to the premier league and um you should be sure of them performing so well. So, guys, we end it here for Chelsea. So, let's go to Maryside and we are moving to the Reds. Um, Liverpool is a very solid team, no doubt. They have a very good manager, um, they have very, very good players exciting players players that are experienced players that have performed the top level world-class players but um looking at the team going forward let me start with the challenges the challenges that we have is squad depth i keep on saying it for two seasons they did very well because um they had the players they had the managers um they were consistent they they the last two seasons they lost in the champions league finals and the next season they won it the other season they finished second with one point the second that they, they were the best losers in the issue of premier league and the next season they were able to win the premier league and the question is these players are human beings you there is high tendency of fatigue to chip in 
there's high tendency of injury. If Van Dijk should get injured, I'm not wishing Liverpool, but if a player like Van Dijk should get injured, it's a big problem for them because they don't have a replacement. They don't presently even have any uh, any defense replacement for Van Dijk. So it's a big issue for them in terms of their squad depth. I don't know why they are not strengthening the squad. They have the good they have good manager. They have a good team. So I think one or two, three signings will make them even a better competitors, better contenders to win the title this season. And as it be, so it be like say the owner of the club, the, the man are tight. On our club, they do well. On our club, they win. Mona has spend money. Covid nineteen, Covid nineteen. So they were only able to sign City Marcus, um form of a left back replacement for Andrew Robertson. But so going into the team. Liverpool are tied to challengers. You can't take that away from them. They have everything. Their team is complete. The chemistry is, is superb. The connection is there. Their front three is, is, is improving as ever before. They know themselves. They know when to move. They know how to communicate. They know what the role of this, the role, the role of Mane, Salah, and Firmino are the, are the middle. So it's a different ball game for them because they know themselves. They don't have new signings to come and start another special adaptation. So you should vouch for Liverpool to win the title. But the question is along the line, this is three seasons going. If if you if the the team have an injured Salah, who will replace Salah perfectly well? If the team have an injured Mane, who will step up in Mane's position and deliver at least something close to being good? If the goalkeeper having issues, we say we we saw last season with Adrian committing all manner of errors and so on. So this is the problem with Liverpool team. But if they are able to keep the shape, which is a very difficult one. Of course, I see Liverpool winning the title again. And now the question is, why do you see Liverpool winning the title again? That it's not possible. They have the best left back in the team, in the in the league. They have the best right back. They have one of the best defenders in the world, if not the best defenders in, in, in the best defender in the world. So the team is complete. They have good managers. So they are not doing any adaptation. They are not doing any starting. They are not doing any revolution or any evolution. They are they are already they are already a complete side. So you expect them to perform well. But the question comes in as time goes on, will these players still be in good shape? Will these players still be performing in their optimal level? Will this player So let's go to Manchester. Um, of course, I'll go to Manchester United first. Let's take the trade to Manchester United first, and then we'll move to Man City and we'll close the end of the segment for um, the top four contenders and title challengers. So Manchester United, they are at the end of last season. They were amazing. So some of their players put in a perfect um, performances. Bruno Fernandes was superb, and Marshall stepped up to the show and uh, showed what he had. And Rashford came up and they were able to secure the top first plot and they finished third, of course, in level with Chelsea with um and ahead of them with good difference. Now the question is now will this performance be sustainable until the brand new season? Did they need to strengthen their squad? Who is the player they need to add to make this team a title-challenging team? Which area should be strengthened? to make this team compete for Premier League 
are they still fit despite the fact of the work in progress are they still fit to be called a top contender of the title next season well we'll know as we go on now first of all Manchester United have signed Van de Beek, a very good signing. Was able to record um 20 plus goal involvement in uh, for Ajax last season. He scored against Tottenham and Chelsea in the Champions League. So he's a good signing, of course. And um, we'll be playing in the defensive midfield position or the central midfield position, whatever be the formation or the structure that the manager is going to use as time goes on. But now, the central midfield that they bought a player for, of course, there's nothing like you have too many good players in a good position. But the question is, how do you manage a player like the manager, Matic, uh, Fred, that they bought close to 60 million pounds? Scott McTominay, um, a, a graduate from the academy. How do you manage those players to fit when knowing that you are probably going to use only two of them in a particular game or one as the structure may be? Now, I feel like they need a number nine because um, Anthony Marshall is not a target man. He's not a number nine. He prefers to play from the wing and drifting to the right, from the left to the right. That is the kind of player Anthony Marshall is. But the question is, will they say Odo Negano has not been given a chance because maybe Odo Soldier feels like, okay, this guy does not fit to my structure. But the question is, has he been given enough chance to express himself? I don't think so. But Anthony Marshall, if they are going to stick with him, they may have a little bit of challenges. Rashford, if Rashford can um, look at what he has to do, to improve himself and step up of the team. He is a very good uh, a kid and uh, he's a player that of, of food quality you will not but can really bring that consistency. Will he be consistent to the end of the season? Will he be capable of taking this team to becoming a title challenging team? That is where the issue is. There in talks to Sergio Sancho, of course, the Sancho's um case is a little bit complicated for the fact that Dortmund don't want to sell the price evaluation is too high for him but nonetheless he is a player that will add great quality to the team but will he also serve as um a catalyst for them to win the title that i don't know because greenwood if sancho is coming it means greenwood will be sitting on the bench and greenwood is part of them Perfect striker, his conversion is superb. He is a goal scorer. He's still 18 years, but he has showed what he's capable of doing at any given stage. So give Greenwood this chance, but then it's not it's not in, an issue if Greenwood could sit on the bench. He still has more time to grow and become a better player. But then I see the team if they can co- uh, continue with the energy they um, used at the after the lockdown. I think they are a very uh, top side to compete for the title. If one or two, three signs are are being added, I think they need a lever because of Lushaw injury. Um, they need a winger at least, and they need a number nine for me. If they can get these uh, positions intact, I see them um, winning that because they have players that are used to the. Premier League, they have quite a stable squad, they have quality players that can perform at any um, stage. So you expect Man United to at least secure the top four. Top four should be the target and of course, because of the quality and anything below top four, it's a big, big failure for Ole Gunnar and his men. So I, so many Man fans 
though not very few are feeling like they can win the title because of the additions they need to make but then if they can make these ad ad additions the transfer window is still like more than three weeks on if they can make these additions i still see them competing with the likes of liverpool man city and probably chelsea in winning the e um, epl title so if players like Poba can step up but Poba can step he is a quality player no doubt about that if he can step up when needed if he can step up step up and giving a consistent performance a consistent performance i mean Muna Novex, a consistent performance he will of course be a very 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 key figure in them pursuing the title Olegano Shoja of course it's not there's no time to feed him to say ah now just new coach we just the we just carry and come he still needs adaptation about no story now it's either you win titles for the club or you get out i think that should be the goal it's enough of building enough of bringing players enough of needing a particular player it's time for to perform it's time for them to win so i wish manchester united a wonderful season ahead and um of course i i probably will not want them to finish against chelsea but then i shoot them of course solidifying their spot in the um top four in the champions league places so good luck to my fans and um we hope that at the middle and at the end of the season the goals the optimism will still be up So we'll finish this segment with Manchester City. Yes, <laughs> if there's any team that you will vote for, me personally, I would say yes. Man City are the favorites. For me, Man City are the number one team to win the Premier League. Now, they have the squad depth. They have the manager. They are adding to the squad. If they can get Kalidua Kulabali to the team, I'm telling you, it's a perfect 10 over 10 on the paper for this team no doubt about that we have Laporte back to, to, to uh, maximum fitness you have uh, Gundogan, Ferran Torres, Rodri, Kevin De Bruyne, Sterling, the likes of Aguero, Gabriel Jesus you see, don't forgetting Bernardo Silva, Adrian Admirez and so on so the squad is, is perfect a 10 over 10 if they can get one more center back for them i see them competing though they play a kind of structure that exposes their left uh, their, their midfield and uh, i think um if they can get kulabali it will bring a kind of stability no doubt kulabali is one of the best defenders in the world no you can't take it away from him and um as a matter of fact if it be that they were able to get him it would be a very good signing for them and of course improve their chances of winning the champions league as first which is their ultimate goal so they had issues with their left back along um last season but they had jack Cancelo, who is a player that is very versatile can play by the left and the right side so if it needs be that um they need to strengthen they need to work on some things they need to play particular matches that to, 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 will not make them so so exposed they may bring in benjamin mendy to fill in uh, his the spot of course is the typical left back so that will be able to at least cover up the deficits in times of their need so i feel man city are favorites they are one of the um teams that you say yes win the title so i'm expecting my uh, manchester city to win the title because of 
the structure they have, the manager, the quality of players they have. So it's, it will not be any surprise that Man City will again lift the title. Now their target is the Champions League. Now will the Guardiola's approach to games change in terms of period or times that they have to play Champions League game during the weekdays? Will League rest some of his players to fit in the Champions League since that is the only trophy missing for him as a master manager. Of course, we see that as time goes on. Guardiola last year was fond of rotations and so many times we will question it as him, why is this man rotating the squad? Why is Mares on the bench? Why is Bernardo Silva on the bench? Why is he playing 3-4-3 and so on? Of course, it's Guardiola and <laughs> that is the kind of coach he is um, full of surprises. Fantastic guys. <laughs> You don't go happy with that man. That man is things to be honest. <laughs> you feel like Obama oh, will start the Bruni. Very soon he switches and um, he uses another uh, <laughs> player in place of the player that you want. We wanted or feel like should start the game. So, of course, expect the same rotation continuing this season. But I feel Guardiola will always um, step up and try to still maintain the club status of being one of the best and if not the best team in England. So Manchester City are a team of to watch out for Nathan Ake, we don't know the structure that Guardiola will use him probably uh, as a third left, uh, a, a, a left central back in when he's using 3-4-3. But I don't see Nathan Ake playing in left back position because he's not an attacking kind of player and um, he's not into delivering crosses and so on. So he may have issues with game time, but Laporte is an injury prone player due to past records. And um, it's a sign that along the line, middle at the end of the season, uh, cup competitions and so on, Nathan Ake will have his opportunity to start in the league. So um, that is that about Man City. Not too much talk in there because um, in terms of squad depth they have, in terms of good structure they have, they have the good manager. The club owners are backing the manager, so you always vouch for them that for them to be uh, one of the favorites to win the title. And of course, some of the rival fans like Manchester United fans and um, Chelsea fans and Arsenal fans, you have the feeling that along the line, uh, by the time you are a little bit over ambitious. You should know that it seems like Man City is still in the league and they will make it, they will give you a run for your money. So I wish Manchester uh, Manchester City um, good luck. I wish their fans, though there are so many fans um, around Africa like that, but uh, in, in English, in England and so on, I wish their fans best of luck. And um, of course, I want my team to win the title. I'm not going to tell on my team, but I want my team to win the title. But yes. I see Man City winning the title next season. So we, this is the end of this segment. Um, up next, we are going to be looking at the underdogs surprise package, the relegation battles, and so on. So um, the relegation battles. I see West Brom fight relegation. I don't think they are ready for the league in terms of the additions and I still see Aston Villa again the team is not so quality on paper I see the likes of um probably 
probably brighten. They have made some additions and they have tried to seal some of their players with additional contract and um, I think it's a very good addition for them because penning down um, a deal with players like Lewis Dunk, um, Ben White and they're able to sign players like Lalana and Vietnam from, from I think Ajax, yes, it's a good deal for them but I still see them having issues in terms of quality but you should trust Brighton to stay. But I think one of the newly promoted teams will have to go. So let me quickly merge this with European places performance of Premier League teams. Well, Manchester City will, of course, give a threat in the Champions League because this is what they are hungry for. This is what they want to win. And um, Guardiola will take it as his priority because of how that's what is missing in his team. Chelsea, well, quarterfinals will be a fair campaign to them. Uh, Manchester United, same day to um, I'm not sure, sure of what the kind of surprise Liverpool will bring in next season. But of course, they are a team <laughs> to watch out for of even winning the title or reaching the semi-finals. In the Europa League, well, I see an English team winning the Europa League. Well, it's a different setting compared to last season or last season. Now you have the likes of Napoli, uh, Napoli AC Milan, Roma in the sides uh Villarreal so these are guys that will post threat also in addition of some teams that will finish third in the Champions League so it won't be easy but having Tottenham and Arsenal and the likes of those Italian giants it will be a big 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 achievement for any English side to win the Europa League so it's uh, everyone everyone's eyes is on European places last season English teams were disappointing, they were poor, they did not perform well, they did not do well due to some reasons, which of course I don't see it as a tangible reason. But um you look at it that yes, this season they should at least try to post a threat, be in the semi-finals, win, go to the finals, and so on. So my top four prediction: number one is Man City. Man City will finish first, second, Liverpool, third, Chelsea fourth Manchester United uh, probably fifth and sixth place would be Aston and Tottenham respectively so that is that about this segment so thank you guys for staying with me thank you guys for joining with me all the fans all over the world I wish you the very best I hope your team makes you happy but man, don't worry bands go plenty these bands you go, you go around everybody go collect your own hot hot so the whole matter be set up person way Go collect bands, now you go flipping. Person go collect the band tire, now you go flipping pass. So we are we are optimistic that every team, every fan is expecting his team to do well, make them proud, sign additions in places that are faulty, and um, add to the squad in places that um feel like they need to stretch and put in more depth. So the Premier League is back, and um, the first match will be. Arsenal versus Fulham. Of course, it's a big one starting the season, the London Derby. But uh, yeah, Arsenal will win that match. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm so sure of that. Arsenal will win that match. Yeah. And Obama will score. So so guys, after after this, we'll go see see, we'll go see talk. We'll go see I'll be inviting some guests at time goes on to share their experience, their thoughts on this uh, particular game. So guys, enjoy the season and I wish your time the best of luck. For now, I don't work out, stay jiggy.
now in terms of the underdog um surprises now Everton starting Everton they have made prolific additions to their squad Abdullah Dukore Alan and James Rodriguez. These are very, very good signings. And uh, as a matter of fact, you get it shows that they want to compete. They want to be at the top. They want to do better than in the previous seasons. They want to step up as one of the teams to watch out for. And with an experienced manager and a title winning manager like um, Ancelotti, um, Ancelotti, you should expect that, yes, he, with the, the level of experience he has, he must try as much as possible not probably to compete or to make top four but closer to Europa League places finishing in the first 10 um, positions and I think that should be his target everything over the years in terms of Marco Silva um, they have been falling short of expectations because they they are over ambitious they want to um, be among the teams to watch out for to be in the seventh eighth positions like the likes of wolves and um, Burnley and so on but unfortunately it's not working for the ball with Ancelotti he has the players he wanted his midfield is threatened they don't have striker they don't have strike issues with, with the likes of Richarlison and um, Cavett Lubin with there. So in their mid in their defense, well, they don't have the best of defense, but of course, you can't take it away from them that their squad overall is a very good squad and it's a squad that can produce pleasant surprises to us. Now let's move to Leicester City. Leicester City um last season they at the end it was disappointing after a prolific um and wonderful season from the first half after the covid they did not find it easy they were able to get back to their best they were able to win matches they were able to um stop conceding goals and it really affected them in their race to finish top four but unfortunately it was snatched by manchester united so they had to finish fifth there in the europa places and um it's a at least for the very first time in a while after they won the league there in europa league europe they are playing for european they are playing the european um competition so as it be it's like um brother rogers is a manager that of course he has coached liverpool um liverpool celtic and he has quite a number of experience to take this squad to at least fifth sixth position Top four may be a little bit far from them, but if they can come up again with such a wonderful performance like they did in the first half of last season, of course, you see them competing and chasing the likes of Manchester United, Chelsea, Asta, and Co. So, Leicester City, um, a little addition, either they in need of a wing player, they also need a left back uh, and a central. Um, center back, so they are in market for James Tarkovsky, and um, they want to sign James Tarkovsky. Is one of the best performing defenders last season. Um, two bids has been rejected by Burnley because they feel like wow, wow our player I want to pass this money one and they drop when I increase the money or else we know they say. So now the case between us, um, Burnley and um. Leicester City. So apart from that, Vardy, Madison, Ayose, Telemins are players that averagely will turn up and give very good performance for the team. Up next is Wolves. Um, Wolves is a very solid team since their promotion to the Premier League last two seasons. They have showed why they deserve to be in the Premier League and they have cemented this spot as one of the best and um, toughest teams to play with in terms of the underdogs. And of course, it will not be a surprise that you see Wolves bomba to bomba with some things like uh, Arsenal, Tottenham and so on. So it's 
they have they have made some additions. They have experienced Portuguese players. <laughs> so many of their fans, some survivor fans are like, ah, now Portuguese players fool this team like this. So they waiting they are like they they signed uh Fabio Silva for a, a club record fee for I think that's five million pounds. They bought Marcel is a Brazilian he can speak Portuguese. They bought they bought a player on loan again from I think Victoria um he is also a Portuguese player. So there's a problem that ah Wolves are now Portuguese players merchants but whatever it is it's working for them and they have showed that yes it seems to watch out for their big threat in terms of chasing the big dogs let's go to Tottenham Jose Mourinho one of the arguably the best active managers in the world football is in charge of Tottenham because um, Tottenham they want to win trophies they want to I think top four it's not um their problem as it is now they want to win trophies it's been over close to 30 years plus that 30 times stepped their hands on a trophy and they brought in a manager that is a title winning manager a manager that will turn up at any given time and uh it's it will not be any surprise if you see Jose Mourinho and his team battling for top four now they will have to leave the tag the tag of being underdogs well I can't say it's like a disrespect to them but i don't see them close to the likes of Arsenal, chelsea manchester united manchester city and liverpool these are five teams that they have a better squad on paper than them and then um, they have a better structure than them but jose Mourinho, whatever it is he will do what he has to do to perform well in the club and win if possible so hurricane is still with them um son is still with them um the players they, they have they made some additions in the general transfer window like Steven Bergwijn and Fernandez. Those players can turn up, can do things, they are qualities, they are talented and so on. So Tottenham should also be few of the very underestimated teams to meet the top four. So Sheffield, well, I don't see them repeating their feet this season. And um I just hope that, of course, they stay in the Premier League and they continue to cause difficulties to big teams. I think this is the end of the segment for underdogs. It's a brief one just to run through the underdogs that um, are causing traits. And um, some of the teams like Burnley, um, Newcastle, these are teams that once in a while they come close, they shock teams, they disappointing teams and so on so you should be ready to collect upset from the likes of Burnley, Sheffield, um, Newcastle so that is that about this segment guys.